Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Roots 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf Online, sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. Best in new inventory with great warranties. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a terrific service department that backs it all up. Great technicians, great pros. Every step of the way. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Roots, 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf Online, sunburymotors.com. Time now for the play-by-play call of the day. Bryson Stott. Basketball hit in the air, deep to right field. Going back is Sanchez. He's going to just watch it go. A grand slam for Bryson Stotts. He has lifted the roof off the building. And the Phillies have opened it up. They're on top seven to nothing. Tommy McCarthy with the call. And the Phillies now get the Braves next. By the way, I did not get a text or anything. Like, I'm watching these guys last night, the FEMA guys, all high-fiving each other. I'm holding up my phone going, I got nothing. Then I asked several people I talked to, like, last night, today. They didn't get anything either. What are we high-fiving over? (laughs) Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I'm serious. I didn't get anything, and I talked, actually, had several people say to me, I didn't get anything. Did you get something? I said, nope. Okay. Maybe it was just a select few. Did Lisa get one? Get one? She did, actually. Okay, so she got one, you got one. Yep. The suit thinks he got one, but he's delirious. Did Dave and Greg get one? one. I don't know. Did you guys get one? I got one. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, I did. It yeah. came over the I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, for, I, I did. I got it on my phone. Yeah, I got I got nothing. Literally nothing, and I'm not the only one that didn't get a thing. Hey, as I've said many times, I I kind of feel like I'm on my own anyway, so this just proves it. All right, so. (laughs) Matt yesterday, mine says no action is needed. I said, gee, mine says head for the hills. All right, so. (laughs) Oh, my almighty. Okay, so I want to ask you guys. Matt's rants or the EAS test, which do you prefer? The test. Mm. <laughs> oh, I, I, I would say I'd uh, go with the rants because I can turn the radio off if I want to on that. So. F O U L E G. That spells 
Ah, sounds like it's not the first time you've done it. <laughs> I don't know how I feel right now. I wasn't too pleased with those two answers. <laughs> neither one, co- neither one colored you with glory. No, not really. <laughs> I'm glad I at least won the Twitter poll. <laughs> I mean, oh, we're not done yet. We'll take calls. <laughs> we're not. This this topic is far. Look, name another show that came up with that topic yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. So we have to ask Zach. Right. I mean, well, I have to. Uh, let's get to the two of you. It was tough for for the two teams you covered last week. Uh, we're deep into this season now. So the pluses and the minuses are very apparent. So, Greg, what are the very apparent pluses for Lewisburg? And what are some of the minuses that have just been too tough to overcome? Uh, front seven for Lewisburg defensively ha- have played well. I, I think their group of linebackers can play with just about any team that we played against so far, a- as a group. Um, defensive line, they're not bad. Those are the pluses. Defensive backs aren't real bad. Um, offensively, that's where they need the help. Those were the minuses would be offensive line. Uh, Quarterback's ability to throw the football without cre- without turnovers. Uh, those would those would be the areas that really need improvement. They've they've started running the ball well. Uh, they've have roughly 150 yards rushing each of the last two games. So that's improved quite a bit. But protecting the ball, the quarterback protecting the ball has really been an issue. All right, Dave, shickle me. What are the obvious things that are pluses? You go, you know what? Every week that group shows up, they're really good. And what have been some of the things I've had to overcome? Well, I think the offense has showed that it can uh, score two different ways. They can score on a sustained drive, and they can also get the big play. So the offense, I think, has gotten better. Uh, they seem to answer when the other team goes up by one or two touchdowns. And I think that that's I think that's a big plus. Um, Brody had all kinds of time to throw against Shemokin, so that's the first time that in three weeks that we've watched that he wasn't running for his life. So the offensive line did a good job. I think I think our defense they can play very well, but uh, one of the negatives is they give up a lot of big plays, a lot of uh, big plays. Uh, uh, with the run a lot of times so that's that's been a negative and I think the you know can you have a plus minus uh, sure yeah. uh, the youth that we have yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's I would say that's a plus minus because the plus being that they're learning and they're getting better and they play their hearts out and the negative is the fact that they're still young mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, I mean they're they're I, I I love to watch them play I get uh, I get sometimes upset and a little emotional when things don't go right. Uh, the biggest example, we're, we take the opening drive, 60 yards, and have a first and 10 from the 10-yard line and we fumble the ball. Mm-hmm. Next play, Shemokin scores on a long run. So you think about how that affects you emotionally. Wow. You score uh, the first time, the game changes. So I want to bring up that's the next topic with each of you. Uh, sometimes when you are in a situation each one is in, you feel you have to play perfect. And you can be going along, going along, going along, okay, okay, and the first thing that goes wrong, you can see everybody's shoulders go down. 
because it opens the door to the dark room. Does that happen to the teams you watch? You know, I, I haven't seen that happen with Lewisburg, and I'll give you an example of that, Steve. Last week we're playing Danville. We're behind 7 nothing. We hold them. They punt the ball. Uh, the punt is back to about our 20-yard line. The, the returner muffs the, the punt. So Danville takes over on their own, on Lewisburg's 21-yard line. Four plays later, Danville's punting the ball back to us because Lewisburg drove them back down the field. I mean, they were actually at their own, at Lewisburg's 45-yard line. So they lost 24 yards on three consecutive plays. So the defense has really stepped up, and that's why I say they're a plus. They are fighting, fighting, fighting constantly when the ball's getting turned over deep in our territory. Dave, I know, I know they're fighting, but uh, yeah. Dave, but at the same time, why well, does yeah. that when that first thing that goes wrong, do you see that like, oh, here we go? Well, I think it. I think that might have been a letdown on the first running play for a touchdown, uh, but they bounced back from that. They played. They played pretty good. The the rest of that half. Uh, I, I listen. I, I I'm not in I'm not in their heads. I'm not down on sure. the field, but I can I can tell that uh, just by body language once in a while that with something like that happens, you know it's I think you uh, I think I think just what you said. Oh, here we go again. You know there's there's been times in the last several games that we we've, we've if we didn't have bad luck we didn't have any luck at all. This, right, that yeah. old saying. Yep. So, but you know uh, I've 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 been there coaching. And uh, I think sometimes the kids were a little bit more resilient than I was when yeah. I was coaching. So that's true. And uh, that's I, amazing. It's amazing how that does happen. That's true. Yeah. Yep. So I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying doing the games. I really am. Even though we're not winning, we've we won one game. Should have won two, possibly three. But uh, you just. I, I never count them out. I don't. Yeah. Loyal sock beat. Central Columbia by 40 last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is Lewisburg's matchup this week. Everybody matches up differently. On the road, what's your thought on this matchup? Uh, their quarterback, he, he, yeah. he might be the best athlete Lewisburg's faced this year, Tyler G. He's a senior. He leads uh, Loyal Sock in rushing. He's thrown for well over 1,000 yards. Uh, they are very athletic. That being said, Lewisburg's strength is their defense. Uh, you never know. Two years ago, we went up there, and we had a 28-6 lead at halftime. Now, we ended up losing the game, uh, right. but we had a 28-6 lead at halftime. So yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. I, 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 Talking to the coach last night, they really feel good about themselves defensively, what they're, what they're going to try to do this week against Loyal Sox. So if they can get a consistent offense that does not turn the ball over and give Loyal Sox a short field, I think they have a chance to complete, compete against them. All right, Mifflinburg was taken apart, unfortunately. You know, fortunately for Sealand's Grove, but unfortunately for the Mifflinburg kids, that's tough to lose 63-7. to so, Shikalemi has to go on the road. What's your thought on that matchup? Well, first of all, those 35 points in the first quarter, that uh, first period that Seals Grove scored, uh, Zach could probably verify this. I think three of them were defensive scores by Seals Grove, and that, that's, you know, that's a lot of points by the defense. So, I don't think Mifflinburg was that bad. It's just that they, uh, they ran into a buzzsaw. Uh, the, I think that Shikalemi, uh 
can can beat Mifflinburg. They have they've got a big tight end and they've got a big wide receiver and they have a good quarterback. So I'm looking at them to throw the ball most of the time, and that's something that. Uh, when you look at our defense, I think there's three defensive backs that are all 14 years old back there, and they've been they've been doing the job, but they've also once in a while been getting burnt. So I think uh, I think we can stop the run. Uh, the passing game is going to be interesting, and uh, I think we need to put pressure on the quarterback. Uh, but the offense, I think, can score against Mifflinburg. I I, I don't think they. Uh, I don't think they're the same caliber as the Jersey Shore and the Seals Grove defenses were. Sure. And sh- hey, Steve Shemokin's defense. Uh, I got a 165-pound guard blocking a 330-pound middle guard, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that was a that was a lot of beef up there, and they still move the ball. So yeah. we're I'm I'm uh, again I'm gonna I'll probably put the curse on us, but I'm I'm optimistic, Steve. I really am. All right, so let's uh, talk about Sealands Grove now. Bring in Zach Shower. Zach, number one, let's get to the key point here. Would you prefer to hear the EAS test on the radio or Matt Catrillo's rants? <laughs> well, I can probably put up with Matt Catrillo's rants, I, I suppose. Bingo! Not exactly a ringing endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll take that over Greg and the Chief any day of the week. I appreciate it, Zach. Uh, all I know is right <laughs> I, now... I, I, I read them on Twitter or X or whatever they call it anymore. So. Oh, it's. I mean, I, I, I sit here every day. I, I, should, I should get, like, some sort of battle pay. All right, so, 63-7, uh, to 7, and Dave mentioned the defensive scores early. Is this team starting to peak? Um, defensively, I would say so. Uh, I, I, hate, I, I'm hesitant to use the word peak because I know talking to the coaching staff and watching film, there's still areas where they feel like they can get a lot better at, um, especially in the passing game. But yeah, up, up front, you just feel like they continue to get better every week. And defensively, I mean, this is a defense. The last last three weeks, the first team offense really has only given up one score um, against Shikalimi. The other ones have come in the second half. And when you start being able to add in defensive scores, which they had three of them last week, and then you also include special teams, which Dillon's Grove has been able to return punts for touchdowns the last two weeks, and they returned a kickoff for a touchdown um, against Jersey Shore. Um, when you're not giving up any points, you're not getting a lot of kickoffs. Uh, kickoff returns, but um, when you feel like what they're able to do in special teams right now, this is definitely a very well-rounded team, and if they can figure out some consistency in the passing game, watch out. So let me ask you about the passing game, because you brought it up before. Is this just a question of timing, experience? Uh, what is it that they want to be better at with the passing game? I think about everything. Um, it okay. it seems like there's there's been times where uh, Mark Pastorius has just struggled fundamentally in making some reads, and then there's other times where he makes the right reads and you have wide receivers dropping the ball. Um, so there's it just seems like they're not not totally clicking, and they really haven't had to rely on that at all when when you're getting up big in these games and you have Tucker Teets and um, Ethan Miller, Jared Bullington. Um, guys that are able to get these chunk plays, it, 
they haven't been in a lot of, um, you know, second, third, and long lately, and, and when they have. Um, last week against Mifflinburg, it was just as effective to run a toss outside as it was to try to connect on a 10-yard hitch. Okay, so now this week they have the matchup with Central Mountain up in Mill Hall. Your thoughts on the matchup? Yeah, I, I realistically, I think this is a game that uh, should end up similar to the past three weeks. Um, Central Mountain and the in the games against uh, the last three weeks opponents have all been you know relatively close games. Uh, they're a team that has been very balanced offensively. Um, they have a running back, Rocco Serafini, who um, has over 700 yards rushing in six games. So he's definitely the guy that you need to shut down on the ground. Um, but they've been able to, when they've needed to, they've been able to pass the ball around a little bit. Uh, defensively, uh, talking to the coaching staff, they feel pretty confident that they'll be able to to run the ball effectively um, they like the matchups they have on the line. Uh, Central Mountain, you know, a, a little bigger school, so they sometimes have a little bit more depth than, um, you know, a, a double or triple A school. But, uh, yeah, this is a, a matchup that Dylan Square feels pretty confident. I think um, it's it's good to throw in a, an hour drive where you have to maybe mm-hmm. prepare just a little bit differently and it uh, could be another – a game where you have a little bit, little bit of weather. So, anytime you throw those factors in, um, you know it can make a a game that potentially could be a mercy rule game a little bit closer if uh, if you're not ready to play. Right, uh, Zach. Always a pleasure. Uh, you've had a little more time to think about your answer. Did you want to reconsider? <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll be nice. I'll be nice to Matt and uh, stick with that one for now. So. Ooh, brutal. Bingo! I, I, I'm telling you, that's, I don't know. Appreciate you, my friend. Thanks so yeah, much. Absolutely. Thanks as always. Talk- you, um, I think it's fair to say you're getting mixed support. <laughs> I, I think it is fair to say. Hmm. You win some, you lose some, I guess, as you say, as they say. Well, the phone lines are open. I mean, this is really America's call. By the way, Pat Fitzgerald is suing Northwestern for $130 million for wrongful firing. Uh, He has hired the firm of Winston & Stern. There will be a settlement. (laughs) I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Okay. okay. Northwestern's going to settle. The law firm he hired... Uh, you really don't want to deal with them. They don't lose. So. Just wanted to point that out. Okay. Like, you hear about somebody hiring, quote, a crusher law firm? Fitzgerald did. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. 
There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We're going to open the phone lines. We need to get America's reaction. What was better for you, Matt's rants or the EAS test? At least I hope I get a vote from the people that didn't get the test like you did yesterday. I mean, they both have something in common. They're both cries for help. You know, that's not totally wrong, so I'll give you that. (laughs) We'll also go over the Big Ten schedules again for the next five years. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, your home for the Matt Catrillo Rants. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory, great pre owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Terrific service department that backs it up every step of the way. Routine, difficult, they can handle it. Not only that, when it comes time to trade in for your next SMC vehicle, vehicle's in great shape, took care of it. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Big Ten releasing its football schedules that cover the next five years, you will uh, see that what they've done is I figured this, I did say earlier in the week that I thought that they would expand it to five years, and the reason being is that they want to be able to have everybody play home and away against every opponent over a five-year span, which I think is exactly what a conference should be doing regardless of size. They are still going to protect 12. Now, that part, I thought they would ask Iowa maybe to lose one, maybe two, but didn't. Uh, Iowa did not lose. Iowa still has the three protected games in flex protect. Oregon and Washington is now a protected game, which everybody assumed was going to happen. So that's not 
that's not going to be uh, that that was assumed and it came to uh, fruition right away uh the gate so it's going to be 12 protected the protected rivalries are Illinois Northwestern Illinois Purdue Indiana Purdue Iowa Minnesota Iowa Nebraska Iowa Wisconsin Maryland Rutgers Michigan Michigan State Michigan Ohio State Minnesota Wisconsin Oregon Washington and UCLA USC okay so now let's get to the Penn State part one more time so everybody has a feel for home and away so Penn State in 24 and again it's the even years where Penn State has the five home games in the Big Ten that stays the same it's still the even years so in 24 they'll have Illinois at Beaver Stadium Maryland, Ohio State UCLA, Washington that is as attractive a home schedule in the conference as you can ask for I think Illinois, Maryland, Ohio State, UCLA, Washington. They'll go on the road to Minnesota, play up at the bank, ross Ate Stadium to play Purdue, the Coliseum to play USC, and Camp Randall to play Wisconsin. 25 at flips. This is the year you have the four home games. Indiana, Nebraska, Northwestern, and Oregon will be the four home games in 2025 to go with the non-conference schedule. The away games, Kinnick to play Iowa, Spartan Stadium to play Michigan State. The Shoe to play Ohio State. The Scataway to play Rutgers. And the Rose Bowl to play UCLA. 26. The five home games will be Minnesota, Purdue, Rutgers, USC, and Wisconsin. They'll go on the road to College Park to play Maryland. Big House to play Michigan. We'll, we think it's Ryan Field. We'll see if it's Ryan Field or someplace else to play Northwestern. And then going to Husky Stadium to play Washington. In 27, the home games will be, and again, it's an odd year, so there are four of them, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, and Washington. The road games will be Memorial Stadium against Illinois, Memorial Stadium at Indiana, Autzen Stadium against Oregon, Ross 8 against Purdue, and Camp Randall against Wisconsin. And in 28, once again, even year, five home games. Indiana, Iowa, Ohio State, Oregon, and UCLA. Penn State will play at Spartan Stadium against Michigan State. Memorial Stadium in Lincoln against Nebraska. Piscataway to play Rutgers and the Coliseum to take on USC. So there you are, how it lines up. You play everybody home and away in a five-year span. They play Ohio State three times, Michigan twice. They play USC three times. They play UCLA three times. They play Indiana three times. 
They play Maryland three times. They play Rutgers, ding, 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 three times. They play Oregon twice, right? No, they play Oregon three times. And they play Washington three times. Play USC three times. And they play UCLA three times. So they'll play three times against each of the new schools in the conference. They play a home and away against Minnesota. They play a home and away against Nebraska. Looks to me like they play a home and away with Purdue. They play a home and away with Michigan. They only play them twice. They play Ohio State three times. So, yeah. And... I think Michigan State is just a they home and away. No, they're three times at Michigan State. Yeah. So they are. That's the schedules. My light up those phone lines. Let's you know. I think Matt needs an emotional boost from the audience. That his rants have power. That his rants have drawing a drawing card as opposed to an EAS test, which has its own drawing card. They're both cries for help. That's one of the most affectionate spooches of all time. You know, I just... Just trying to give you a boost there, buddy. Always appreciated. I I think the Big Ten did a great job with all this. Let's face it, you're trying to schedule... 17 opponents over a five-year span. Okay. We got nine times what? 45 games? So 17 opponents in four, for 45 games? Yeah, trying to get the right combinations. Now the next part is going to be how do you work out the travel? It looked to me like they may have a couple of um, bye weeks built in to these new schedules based on what I understand. That may start a week earlier because of the 12-team college football playoff. But yeah. Now how do you schedule this? So when Penn State, how does it schedule for UCLA and Washington to come east and play Penn State? What is either, do they have a bye week before they come here or they have a bye week after they come here? Is that built in? Penn State goes out to USC. Are they going to have a bye week on one side or the other of it? I don't know. I know people think that you're going to be going out to the West Coast on Thursday. I don't think so. That's never been my experience. Whenever there's been, I've been involved in a West Coast game, every single time, nothing's changed. You may leave earlier in the morning on a Friday, but you go on a Friday. Basketball basketball will be a little different. I can see in basketball, once they get around to it, that you'll alternate years when you have to go out to Pauly and Galen and play, I don't know, let's just pick two days, a Thursday, Saturday, or a Friday, Sunday. 
or maybe you play Thursday, Sunday, whatever. But you'll do it as a back-to-back, and you'll stay out there while Oregon and Washington come here. Then the next year, you go out to Eugene to play in the Knight Center, and you go up to Edmondson to play at at, uh, Washington. Okay? While USC and UCLA come here. I think that's what that's going to be my guess that that's how they're going to work around it. Alternating years where two of the West Coast teams come here while you go out to the other two West Coast teams. And you're not going to play Washington and then play USC. You're going to go out and play UCLA and USC. Then they'll come here. And then you're going to go out and play Oregon and Washington back-to-back. Because it doesn't make any sense to like, hey, let's make a single trip out to Washington. Okay, great. Now let's all come back. No. And you're not going to say, hey, we're going to play UCLA at Pauley, and then we're going to go up to the Knight Center and play Oregon. No, no, no. No, No, there's no logic to that. And the schedules that they have here for football, there's a lot of logic in what they did. And you know, if I don't like it, I'll tell you I don't like it. How many times have you heard me say, and I've also told you that how many times have you heard me say I like something schedule-wise because you don't want to be the one that's always on, ah, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad. No, you have to have some balance. If there's something you like, just say, hey, you know what, you like it. I think they did something right. I think they did something right with these schedules. I really do. And I think they'll do the same thing. They'll use logic when it comes to basketball. Because it's not just that you're protecting USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington and travel. You have to protect everybody else's how they travel, too. Yeah, I did not look close enough to see which years USC, Washington, Oregon, and UCLA have four home and five away. I just know that that's what Penn State has. So I haven't looked at that. But you have to use some logic. It's not just like, oh, those everything's been about those teams going there. Look, guess what? He's, you know, you have to come up with a game plan to go out there. And I've talked to Josh Nelson about this. And Josh Nelson's in charge of athletic performance. And you know, Josh does a great job with the athletic performance part. And, they, you know, and he takes all the information from those catapult chips. And that's why, you know, when I hear somebody say, Nicholas Singleton just looks slower to me. I'm like, uh, no, over here in the back, I know what the catapult chip says. He's not slower. He may not be getting, you know, he may not have a hole to get through or one that maybe doesn't have a second-level block yet, but it's not because he's not fast. He's fast. But Josh is the one that breaks down all that data. Well, he's going to be the one that's going to break down for the coaching staff, okay, when we go to the West Coast, this is what we need to do. This is the time we need to leave. This is the time we need, you know, you may, you may adjust your practice and do your Fast Friday practice out there 
instead of here. Josh may recommend that, or he may just do it here and then take off and go like you usually do. How much walking do you need to do in the plane? How much hydration is needed on the plane? Now, what kind of plane do you take? Do you take a bigger plane? But that ne- now taking a bigger plane necessitates leaving from Harrisburg. If you take the same size plane they're taking now, yeah, yeah, you can take off from here. Yeah, you, you may have to refuel going out. Probably not on the way back, but going out you'll have to because you're going against the wind. But I remember the, the last the last trip I made out to USC. Now obviously the Rose Bowl is different, but I went out to USC on the, as the broadcast team for a game out there, and we traveled out of Her- out of Harrisburg. So we had to bus down to Harrisburg, fly out there. It took a while, obviously. And then the way back, it's not, the, flying the way back is not a big deal. It's, it's that bus trip you take from Harrisburg back. You're like, ugh. But you may want to take a bigger plane that maybe has beds in it. I don't know. A 777, something like that. Or you want to stick with what you have. But Josh is the one that's going to have to work all this out. How much do you want to walk on the plane? How much hydration is needed on the plane? You know, What do you do once you land? How do you handle that once you land? What do you want to do? When do you want to do a workout, a walkthrough, things like that? You know, And this is where a guy like that is going to be critical to all that. Are we getting any more votes? Are you still hanging in there? It was really a mixed day for you. <laughs> I haven't seen anything else come through lately. I mean, you have to admit it was mixed. Oh, yeah, it was. So the Yankees pitching all set up for the next round? No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. <laughs> So there you are, the schedules, uh, at least, you know, home and away, the matchups. Now it's going to be what the order happens to be, what the sequence happens to be of games in 24, 25, 26, 27, 28 for Penn State football. But you play everybody home and away over the five-year span. Big plus. There are a good portion of teams you're going to play three times in that span. Big plus. And I think the Big Ten, I thought, did a great job with it. Not, you know, not with 18 schools, that's eh, not easy. And they found a way to satisfy a couple of things that are, um, I think are important. And I've said a thousand times about Georgia playing at Texas A&M. They haven't done it. Well, this is the 13th year. The 13th season, Texas A&M has been in the SEC. They haven't played Georgia at home yet? Come on. And James Franklin's right about something. You want to do this college football playoff thing? Everybody's got to sit down and settle on the same number of conference games. It's a little ridiculous right now. 
And maybe Penn State football will actually get a Big Ten home opener for once in the next five years. Yeah, well, in other words, Matt, this is how I feel about the home opener thing. I think you should get a home opener just about every year when you're playing the five home games. Now, maybe it doesn't work out, whatever, but, you know, in a particular year. But that's when you should get it. This year, now what did I say about this year? Was I upset this year they opened on the road? No. Because this is the year they're playing the five road games. I like the idea that you can get one out of the way, and then from that point on, it's four and four. See, I went to the common sense school. Yes, you have. And that, I mean, that's how I look at it. In other words, now some years, look, something's quirky comes up and you can't avoid it. I understand that. But when you're, when you're playing five home games, you should open at home. When you're playing four road games, you should open on the road. Now, can you do that every time? I'd have to really look at it. But obviously, nine are going to be playing five. 